This week on You Should Be Watching, we talk about how Michael Keaton may play Batman again in the Flash movie. Also, we talk about how AMC Theaters reverses their policy and will require masks as it reopens. And we talk about the best animated comedies of all time. That's all this week on You Should Be Watching. and welcome to another episode of You Should Be Watching. This is episode 17, and I'm joined today by Dave Klein and Ryan Peterson. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, so we're still in the middle of Play For All. This is week four, I believe. It's been going for a while. I just want to remind you guys that we are doing a multi-week charity event uh, throughout um, all of June and into mid-July. So if you'd like to help us, we're raising money for both Direct Relief, which is COVID-19 relief efforts, and for Black Lives Matter. We will have donation links in the description below. All right, so first is the first question that we always ask at the beginning of these episodes what's on your tv so ryan what are you watching um i am still watching and this is what i started watching last week uh, last time we recorded the podcast i'm watching hannibal season one yeah um, all three seasons yeah all three seasons are now available on netflix i never watched the show um back when it aired uh back in 2015 i believe um but the GameSpot universe crew everyone has pretty much recommended this to me namely Meg and Chastity. Um, so you guys, yeah, got me hooked on this show. And I'm, I'm only about... We're fanables. Yeah, I knew Meg was obsessed. I didn't know Chastity was too. <laughs> Whenever I go into... I'm into it. Not as much as Meg, but yeah, I love that show. For good reason too. I mean, I'm only f on episode five, so I'm taking it kind of slowly. We got... My wife and I got distracted because we actually went to go rewatch Silence of the Lambs, which we hadn't seen mm, in a, a long call. time. yeah. So we just yeah, got like wanted idea. to get refamiliar with Hannibal Lecter. Like we need to get refamiliar with a guy like that. But <laughs> um, yeah, we rewatched that, and then we we we've been kind of slowly taking our time and watching uh, Hannibal together, and it is just incredibly well done. I, and I'm shocked by the violence and how they got away with this. On it was on NBC, wasn't it? Network NBC. Television? That's crazy. Yeah. So. Uh, they couldn't air the show till 10 p.m. So it's like, what's the latest primetime slot? It's 10 p.m. <laughs> it is so, dark. It yeah, is gruesome. Yeah. They get away with some stuff. And if you haven't seen it yet, you will be surprised that it was even ever on NBC. Yeah. Um, I've only ever heard really good things about it. And I know like yeah. also in the LA office, Meg talks about it a lot. I think she was part of the fandom, wasn't she? Like before she ever started doing stuff professionally. I think she was, yeah. <laughs> We'd have to double check with her. But yeah, it's it's a great show. So you're enjoying it. You're only uh, four episodes in, you said? Yeah, I'm only episode, mm -hmm. um, four episodes in. But I think it's one of those things I'm going to take my time with it. And the fact that like all three seasons and it's, 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 you know, it's, it's finished, it's complete. There's nothing else to wait for. All three seasons are on Netflix right now. Um, so I'm going to take my time and just kind of watch watch through it slowly with my wife. And like we're, we're both just like hooked, immediately hooked. <laughs> really good performances. Yeah, really good performances across the board. The writing. Um, Mads Mikkelsen is like insanely good as Hannibal Lecter. He's so charming. It's, <laughs> it's terrifying. Crazy. It is terrifying. It's terrifying how charming he is. Like, yeah, I'd be in danger for sure. Uh, he's he's awesome. Okay, uh, Dave, what are you watching? So I just finished, well, I rewatched Avatar The Last Airbender when it went on Netflix. So that was just. Nice. How long was that rewatch? Yeah, how quickly did you rewatch it? I think it was about a week. So I broke my nose for people listening uh, three weeks ago. And I was basically just like. Tell them the reason. Yeah, you got to tell everyone how. According to my doctor and the official doctor transcript, it was face versus surfboard. 
<laughs> so <laughs> I can't I'm believe sorry. someone typed that. I'm so sorry we're laughing. We shouldn't laugh, but face v surfboard is the funniest thing I've ever seen written on a document. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was great. I mean, like that's why, like I shared it with everyone in the office because I thought it was so funny. How are you doing? How's your recovery? Oh, much better. So I got my. So basically, the process is, and I'll get back to what we're. I was. I'm watching. It's okay. Moment, Tangents are fine. <laughs> Uh, so basically the process was that my bone was diagonal where I got hit like off of the bone like that was the fracture Whoa. and it was kind of sticking out like I had a gash in my nose so the first oh, day man, I'm sorry yeah first day was going to get stitched in because they had to stitch the bone back in because it was sticking out um, and then a week and a half later you basically have like a week and a half to two weeks is when they can do the surgery where they reset the bone into place before they have to do like real surgery where they have to like make an incision. Mm-hmm. So you have like a really small window there. So I did that and that was about a week and a half ago at this or two and a half weeks ago I had the surgery and a week and a half ago I got the cast off that they put on my nose, which was really annoying because they also put something in your nose. Oh man. So now I'm finally allowed to exercise again as of like Thursday. So... Yeah, I'm like I'm starting to actually feel like a person again. Good, glad to hear it. So, so you've yeah. been watching Avatar, and how? So I've been watching you? a lot. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Avatar. It's so it's so good. It's so good. Like I I watched it back in college, and this was just like, it was like comfort food, but good for you comfort food. So maybe it's healthy food. Feel good. Um, it was great. Yeah, feel good. <laughs> um, so I was I watched that, and then my parents recommended to me a show called Giri Haji on Netflix. Ooh. Because uh, what's it about? So two of my favorite cities are Tokyo and London, and it takes place halfway or half in Tokyo, half in London. And it's about, it's essentially like a, a Yakuza slash gangster, like London gangster crime show about like a police detective guy who's from Japan who has to go to London because there's like a crime that connected the Yakuza to something that happened in London a lot of crossover happening there, but it's kind of like a drama thriller. Oh, wow. And it's good. It gets a little slow halfway through, but it was good. And I just started a Middle Eastern show that takes place like uh, in Israel and like Arab, like that sort of conflict. And that's called Fauda. Uh, I've that's heard about good. that like, How is it? Yeah, it's like uh, I'm only about 30 minutes into the first episode, but so far it's it's like intense, like intense action, and it's good. I'm enjoying it. What about you, Chastity? I finished watching What We Do in the Shadows season two. So last week when I talked on uh, this show, I talked about how I finished season one, and I burned through season two uh, in less than a week. Nice. Wow. So I really loved it. Meg was telling me that season two was even better than season one. I think they're equally good. I enjoyed both seasons, but there was like this really like standout episode for me in season two where Mark Hamill shows up, and I yeah. just highly recommend it. It's so good. It's very funny. Um, you should definitely check out season two if you haven't seen it yet. And I, I just burned through both of those seasons pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, I, I can't uh, say enough good things about that show. It's so funny and it's absurd and it's kind of what I need right now. It's just like a, a good, absurd, funny palate cleanser um, to balance things out. So that's on Hulu. So check it out. Yeah, I just love all the people behind it, too. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. I think I think after Hannibal. Which is a heavy, heavy watch. I think I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna lighten it up with a little comedy in my life. You know. Yeah, yeah you two are like watching polar opposite shows. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's the same yeah. thematically in a sense with people eating people. So thematically, mm. it's kind of similar. Yeah, thematically, there there are definitely yeah. There's a Venn diagram there. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess um, I don't know if you can technically call a vampire cannibal because it's not really a human. 
but right yeah it's not vampires exactly. eating vampires yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good show definitely check it out all right on to the next segment which is this just in this is where we talk about the latest and biggest stories in the last week and entertainment so the first one is michael keaton may play batman again in the flash movie very exciting stuff so if you don't know michael keaton played batman in Shame on you if you don't know. Yeah, in, <laughs> yeah, in Batman and that? Batman Returns. And so he may come back. This is a report. So this is from The Hollywood Reporter, which states that Keaton is in talks to reprise the role for the upcoming movie The Flash. They also report that Keaton may appear in several other DC-oriented film projects as a mentor and a role similar to Sam Jackson's Nick Fury in the MCU. It seems Batgirl could be one of the films Keaton may show up in. What do you think of Keaton playing the basically the Nick Fury for the DCEU, even though it's not called that. So There's I'm, no term right. for it. I'm just curious. So does this mean that the DCEU or DCU, everyone, and I know it's not an official there's no, term. There's no term for it. And yeah. then that's even a debate. There's a DCEU or DCU. Um, does that mean that it's like over at this point? Because if you have Michael Keaton in the mentor Batman role, that's obviously a different age than the Justice League Batman who was in it with everyone to win it. It's like a very drastic change. Yeah, there's going to need to be some kind of whiteboard with a bunch of lines being drawn <laughs> to like what actually connects, what doesn't connect, what we forget, what we move on to knowing forgive my ignorance on the flash stuff but isn't it possible that there's different multiverse of batman first of all you're not forgiven okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if we are doing flashpoint which i believe we are then yes there could be alternate batman right so it could this it, i think it's kind of a fun little nod to like an alternate universe batman older and to see michael keaton pop back up as the batman that a lot of us kind of grew up with our first on yeah. big screen on screen batman who i th- still think is probably Maybe my favorite Batman. I'm going to say that, guys. I think he's my favorite That's Batman. That's fair. That's totally fair. I grew up with George Clooney nipple Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and Val Kilmer. Yeah, Val Kilmer. Forget. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I Batman Forever Kilmer. was actually fine. It, like, it gets a right? lot of crap, but I liked it. I like that movie. Also, yeah. Kiss from a Rose is great. And that is it's such a, good a song. really good song. What a music video. <laughs> the best seal song. But yeah, I, I'm pretty hyped for this. I think this will be really cool. Hell yeah. Uh, there's no further details on Keaton's role, but I, I'm i really excited for the possibility of him coming back to this because we saw how great he was in Homecoming yep. um, for Spider-Man. Yeah, he was so, like, great. He, he's, he's still... He still got it. Guys, if you add Michael Keaton to any movie, it makes the movie better. Let's be let's be real. Exactly. <laughs> Outside of my confusion of how they're going to pull it off, which could be a multiverse thing. I mean, that that seems like a good way to do it. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, like I mean, he's so good and he is the OG Batman. Yeah. And I'm I'm into like you know, an old school Batman, like being there. What could we get like a Batman Beyond? Like, <laughs> like, can Ooh, we get that? That'd be, that'd cool. be really cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be really cool. Actually, you know what I want? I want them to somehow pull in the Batman from like those 1960s cartoons. I want oh. with the bang Zhao <laughs> stuff and like in the Zack Snyder style DC Cow. movie. Yeah. I want that collision to happen. Amazing. <laughs> into it. Into it. <laughs> All right, on to our next story. So this was a very heated debate on social and just got a huge response up. AMC Theaters reverses its policy and will require masks as it reopens. So I don't know what they were thinking initially. Yeah. But initially they were saying that they, you know, they didn't want to make some kind of political statement and that's why they were like it's up to the people that enter the theater 
whether or not they want to wear masks. But the update is that in light of the negative response to masks being optional, AMC <laughs> has opted to reverse its decision and will require guests to wear masks after all. Quote, this announcement prompted an intense and immediate outcry from our customers, and it is clear from this response that we did not go far far enough on the usage of masks. No, duh. <laughs> I just can't believe that they even considered uh, not mandating masks. Yeah, this even, is, that's ridiculous. Even the shocked. response, even the response that they had to change it because of the outcry from the people is ridiculous. It's like a health concern. It's mm-hmm. not, it doesn't need to be politicized. It's not like a political yeah. thing. It's literally just to <laughs> make sure everyone's safe when they go watch movies. It's a, it's yeah, crazy that they even- It's still a thing. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you have to imagine like, there's gonna be a lot of people already timid about going to a theater to watch totally. a movie, even with yeah. the mask requirement. So to oh, like yeah. not have that, it's like, they're only just screwing themselves over logically, because there would be so many people who would refuse to go if that wasn't a requirement. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, I, I, I was shocked. Like when they yeah. initially, initially like, yeah, like you said, what were they thinking? Like, yeah, I, I I'll be honest, I'm not gonna thinking. be, I'm not gonna be rushing back to the theater uh, first day to mm-hmm. see anything. Um, like, even if I was going, it would have to be for like a movie that I absolutely have to see in the theater, like Tenant. Sorry, plug for Tenant. <laughs> <laughs> Tenant. <laughs> I'm really excited for that. <laughs> but also, like, I would go at a time where I know like not a lot of people would be there, and I would go masked up, and I would be super safe, and I'd have all my hand sanitizer mm-hmm. and. And, uh, you know, I would not, like, I would just try to go in and out, and that's it. Yeah, so uh, they have seating capacity in theaters being reduced uh, in order to keep social distancing in place. There will be hand sanitizing stations in the theaters, new cleaning regiments, and employees will be required to wear masks on top of now enforcing masks to be worn. Yeah. Um, but, of course, they're going to be like, you can eat your snacks because that's how they make their money. Of course. Yeah, like, I'm. I feel like I'm one of the more chill people in terms of, like, I, like I go outside and I exercise and I feel like that's fine, you know, because I keep my distance from people. As long as you're outdoors, right? But like, like I'm just prefacing with that the fact that like even I, who like I'm I'm one of the ones who's <laughs> a little more chill. Like I wouldn't, I'm not comfortable going back in the theater mm-hmm. right now. Like that's that's way too far to me for me personally. Yeah, that re- recycled air at this point, right? Where numbers are still climbing so yeah and then the fact that they weren't going to have masks originally i'm good on them (laughs) that they finally like decided that you had to do that but that was just insane yeah the quote was we did not want to be drawn into a political controversy come on come on amc (laughs) so ridiculous (laughs) please but i'm glad that they listened i'm glad that they listened um they're expected to reopen their doors uh by july 15th to 450 locations uh, they have Mulan coming the 24th of July, Tenet coming the 31st. Oh, so, uh, so Mulan are... and Tenet is still coming out on time, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Wow. Uh, they pushed it back from, it was supposed to come out in March, so it's been a long time coming. I feel like there's not enough marketing around that. I don't know if it's going to do well. And also, it being like the first big movie to come back, I don't know if, how well that's going to do. Yeah, I had no but idea until you just knows? said it. And like, Although internationally right. <laughs> tuned in. It might get a, yeah. a little bit of run internationally, though, right? Yeah. That's true. I think it could make some international money because there, there's definitely like um, countries in a better spot than us in terms of um, the pandemic right now. So yeah, they might make their money on that. They got but New we'll Zealand. See. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, New Zealand gets to go <laughs> <laughs> uh, without any worries. All right. Um, 
And then the last story we have is for you, Ryan, basically. It's an American Horror Story spinoff uh, is moving to FX on Hulu. We don't have a lot of information on this yet. Not a lot is known about American Horror Stories. So this doesn't mean that American Horror Story is moving to Hulu. That's I'm pretty sure that's going to be on both FX and probably on FX on Hulu. But uh, this is the spinoff that we had mentioned uh, several episodes ago. American Horror Stories, plural. So uh, they will be self-contained stories. And uh, yeah, they're coming directly to Hulu, just kind of like devs did. And the same with uh, Why the Last Man. Uh, that's going to be coming to FX on Hulu as well. Uh, Ryan, thoughts on this going directly to Hulu? Um, I'm cool with it. I, I like how FX is kind of um, cornered their little uh, their hub of content on on Hulu. And you know it's it's a it's a certain quality of of, of series that we've come kind of um, come to learn about that you know that FX brings with it. So you know Devs was a, was a hit. Um, I didn't see Mrs. America, but um, Devs was a big hit for FX on Hulu. And I'm sure any American Horror Story fans are gonna obviously uh, they can't wait to see the you know see how how this is gonna you know a, a spinoff series of like self-contained. Um, episode or hour hour long uh, stories is going to be awesome for I mean I'm 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 pumped and I know that I'll be doing breakdowns when, when yeah. this happens. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, whatever happens, you'll be on it. And Greg. Yeah, it sounds like a great idea. I love um non episodic. What's what's the opposite of episodic? Um, Self contained. Right. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's like a specific name for when a show does that. You know, like a sitcom Anthology. has a name for the structure. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Anyways, I, I like it, especially with horror stuff. I think it's great. Like that's why like the Twilight Zone's fun and Black Mirror is fun. So I think it's a great move for American horror stories. Standalones. Especially if they sit outside of a campfire and tell the stories as the preface. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, that's a good call because one of the, one of the negatives from um, at least personally, and I've I've talked to Greg about this as well. We're part of the AHS crew on Gamespot Universe. Uh, we've always thought that game that. American Horror Story has like a few really, really strong, like they start, every season starts really strong, but then it kind of just, it kind of tapers mm -hmm. off and it's like too much. I feel the same way. Yeah, it, it kind of like they, they, they put too much stuff out there. They, they try to do like these 10 or 12 or 13 episode seasons when they could, if they, if they cut it in half, it'd be like really, really good stuff. So um, I think that having uh, everything kind of limited to like, you know, one story, one episode, like it might really bring some some of the best content that they've they've put together before. Yeah, I feel like horror specifically as a genre is one that works as like a short type of story. Because mm -hmm. yeah, it's like you don't, really. when you reveal too much in horror, oftentimes that makes something less scary. Like the unknown is part of what makes horror scary a lot of times. Oh, is when you don't really know. So I yeah. I completely agree. I think this will service it for sure. So that's cool. All right, and on to our topic of the week, which is you should be watching the best animated comedies of all time. So there are many animated comedy TV shows in our history. Um, it all kind of kicked off in, in terms of like pop culture with The Simpsons, right? It's just like that's one of the biggest ones ever. Um, but let's go through and think about which ones are our favorites of all time and any that we want to just give shout outs to. So, Dave, why don't we kick it off with you? Yeah, um, I thought a lot about this because, especially recently, like I feel like more and more comedy animated shows have been coming out. And they're all really good, but yeah. um, so I wanted to do like a mix. So my first one is an anime, which is Mob Psycho 100. Oh, it's very funny. And I don't know if, you, <laughs> yeah, I, it's so good. And it's by the same guy who made One Punch Man. Uh, one is what he goes by, 
And I actually... Which I, also get, has good laughs. Yeah, yeah, which also had great laughs. But actually, I personally like Mob Psycho 100 more. I think it's funnier. Um, I think the characters are a little bit stronger, even though I like them both. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like it's about, just to, for people who don't know, it's about a kid who... If you've heard of One Punch Man, One Punch Man is about like a shonen guy who is the most powerful person in the world. And the comedy comes from him being bored of the fact that he's too powerful. <laughs> Mob Psycho 100 is a similar concept where it's a kid who has psycho powers and he's like insanely powerful. But otherwise, he's like the most bland, vanilla, doesn't know how to socialize kid. And he wants to learn how to socialize and be like a junior high kid without using his insane powers and the comedy comes from people trying to take advantage of him because he's such like a gullible kid to then mm-hmm. him also being more powerful than anyone would ever realize. Um, so that's that's good. It's also really wholesome and cute. Um, Futurama. I, I like fan, uh, yeah. The Simpsons, but I'm more of a sci-fi guy, I guess. So Futurama mm-hmm. for me. And I just like the fact that the plot comes together at a lot of points and kind of moves forward. So, um, Do you have a favorite character? Uh, honestly, probably Fry. Just, I don't yeah. know. I like the goofy goofy characters mm-hmm. uh like do you have bender. a favorite character yeah bender's great too bender yeah yeah i mean, it's just also good it's just such a strong ensemble cast with futurama yeah um, definitely yeah and then i think good writing very strong writing on that as yeah. well yeah honestly just hearing the theme song makes me happy it's one of those songs like when the i hear theme song yeah it just puts me in a good mood immediately and that's why i was like mm-hmm. i have to put this on like it, it just makes me so happy when i think about the show and yeah. i think rick and morty is probably going to be um, of course my third i honestly i think the fourth season the first half was a little rough but when mm-hmm. they're on their game it's so funny yeah um, like yeah, exactly like their strongest episodes just like outweigh so many like series just on their own right just like if yeah. you put together the strongest episodes of rick and morty it's funnier than sh- some shows i've seen in the 90s yeah i think absolutely and like while well, i said the first half of the season four was rough the second half was great and like the vat of abs- mm-hmm. acid episode yeah. It's so it's like ridiculous. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Your happy price, price line. Uh, and then just want to shout out Archer because that was one where I like I was like, ah, oh, this deserves a place, but it's not like a top three for me. Um, it's really good. Yeah. It's yeah, it's I love the performances in that. I think the cast is so funny in Archer. I think it's it's really strong. Um, yeah, John yeah, a, Benjamin, John, what, whatever yeah, that Sean guy's Benjamin, name. Yeah. Sean Benjamin. He does everything. He's so funny. Yeah, I know he's he does in Bob's everything. Burgers too. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's um basically a spy series and centered on this super agent um he's pretty narcissistic but um but it, it's a good time there's a really strong cast around that and I, I would highly recommend watching archer yeah and like the first season is like all the tropes of the sean connery james bond spoofs so, yeah right spy so it's spoofs. like <laughs> spy spoofs and like specifically like yeah that overconfident guy and like a lot of the things they make fun of too if you like james mm-hmm. bond stuff it's like stuff that happened in the show but then just joking but then it's yeah, it's just really outlandish. Um, it's also got like a lot of like unexpected references uh, that just like come out of left field to like literature and things like that, and it's just like it's very clever. Um, yeah, it's surprisingly. It's, it's, it, yeah, I like it. Good choices. Um, I also put Rick and Morty on my list, but yeah, I, I just think it's. Well, I agree. It's just far and away like it's like the 
the writing is so strong and it's I just love all the pop culture inclusion but it's done smartly it's it's not like forced and ham-fisted I feel like I think it's it's really clever and there's just some things that you have to like you don't catch the first time or yeah. you have to watch Dave's breakdowns to uh, catch oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. good plug uh, <laughs> good plug um but yeah I really love Rick and Morty um I want to shout out South Park because that's what I grew up on yeah um I I learned things that I shouldn't have at a young <laughs> age from South Park that's for darn sure um but yeah I it, 23 seasons it's just like it was consistently earning like the highest ratings for any basic cable program and that went on for such a long time it won like five primetime emmys a peabody award and like it's just been on so many lists for like great television shows it just can't be ignored and then like only a couple years into it being a thing like it had a successful film like bigger longer and uncut uh even got nominated for an academy award so like yeah. It really, like, was a huge piece I don't think of... I laughed harder in, in a movie theater than that. Right. When I first oh saw God. that movie, I literally almost had to go to the restroom and leave. I was, like, <laughs> laughing so much. That was ridiculous the first time you see that. And the music is surprisingly good. It's really right? good songs. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's very clever. They do great things with music. Go ahead. Well, saying? I was going to say, I, I grew up on South Park, too. And, like, I think it's just more, like, my current taste. But, like, when I was a kid, that was, like my jam and i remember my parents didn't let me watch it when it first started so like mm-hmm. yeah i'd be like sneaking like trying to watch it at a friend's house and stuff like that yeah my parents were so against like me watching south park but like i think that made it even funnier in a way when i watched it because it was like that taboo thing like taboo humor. right like not being allowed to watch it made it more desirable yeah um, and yeah my parents didn't catch on and like i think i had some like plush dolls of like some of the cast yeah and they just thought it was a cartoon so they bought them for me and then they didn't realize what i was watching until i think i accidentally said something i had learned and at like the dinner table and my dad's like what did you say and and i was like i learned it from south park and then i was like not allowed to watch south park after that <laughs> but oh it's such a good show all right and i also want to shout out to robot chicken uh which i really enjoy uh, and um, Daria as well. I, I also grew up watching Daria um, on MTV and it definitely was like in my wheelhouse and uh, very like sarcastic and ironic. And um, I just love the personalities in that show as well. You know, like I feel like I missed out on the MTV animated, the animated MTV shows like Daria. Like I never saw, mm-hmm. I've never seen, I've never, I've seen like maybe like half an episode of Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Beavis and Butthead. I, I definitely watched a lot of yeah, as well. I watched yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like, um, somehow I like, I missed all of that and I was like the age, like the, the right age for it, but maybe, maybe a little young, more partial to, um, like, cause that was a big time as well for like Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. Um, so like there was a lot of competition for our eyeballs. Uh, basically, so I think I was like partial like, to Ren and Stimpy at the time. Mm-hmm. That was like my, was my thing. Yeah. That makes sense. I was I was into that at the time as well. Um, and Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rocco's Modern Life is like surprisingly like when you like watch it as an adult, you're like, how did they get away with that for a kids <laughs> yeah. show? I agree. At least like South Park is like known as an adult show in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but like Rocco's Modern Life was a kids show, and then it's like, whoa, they snuck a lot into that. <laughs> I totally agree. Ryan, so what's on your list? Uh, my list, spoiler warning, guys. My list is basic AF. Is that how the kids say it? <laughs> is it the pumpkin chai latte? Of, uh, <laughs> yes, this it is. It definitely pumpkin is. Spice. It yeah, is. Pumpkin it spice. It is definitely. Um, uh, out of the ones you guys have mentioned, I'll, I'll hit I'll hit South Park first. Uh, South Park, uh, easily, I think, one of the best animated comedies. Um, you know, I was getting... It's just like not only like the longevity, but I think also like the evolution of the series itself too, and kind of 
how quickly they produce those each show and like a commentary on the social, economic, political stuff that's going on or around the it world. It was so topical. Yeah, yeah it's so yeah. topical. And I think we've all, I don't know if you guys have seen, but I think even on 60 Minutes, they did like, they kind of followed them for a week to see how uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone do those, like actually produce mm-hmm. them. And it's like literally nonstop work for everyone. Yep. Um, but they can turn, they can turn an episode around in like a few days from stuff wow. that's Which is going why on in the be world. Topical. Right, yeah, I saw that right. from them. I used to like I used to watch all the documentaries. I have like South Park on DVD box sets and I would watch yeah. all that. Mm-hmm. And they also have some like good quotes cuz like they they're really smart guys. Like something they said oh, too 100%. that I that I really that's helped me a lot with making videos and content as that's what we do is uh they said something about how like, you know, you get something to 95% because like yeah, you want to add the last 5% to make it like 100% the best thing you can, but it's just so time consuming for that last 5%. Right. It's it's more worthwhile to just release it at 95% and be okay with it. It was something like that that they talked about, and it's good advice, right? It's <laughs> really, really good, good advice. advice. No, it so, is, at least then you created something, right? And you're not like just waiting and it's like taking yeah. you forever, right? You're, or like just, just yeah, taking something. forever yeah. to perfect something. And like, mm-hmm. I, I guess if you're trying to make like your masterpiece, then it's worth it. But like, um, especially for what we do and like a lot of stuff online, I, I just feel like that's that's really good advice. Yeah, yeah, I like that from them. Do you have any favorite episodes, guys? Oh man. Um, I, for, I don't know. I'm not good with titles, but the one where they make fun of all of the Prius driving, the Prius <laughs> driving hippies out in Se- uh, San Francisco. <laughs> Wait, I live in the Bay Area now, and it's not entirely like that. But like, I just I never. Like, <laughs> Prius is everywhere. Everyone smells their own farts or something like that. It's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love the World of Warcraft episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was good. Yes. It's really good. Um, but there are so many good ones. I like the anime um, one where it was like, let's fight yeah. go. <laughs> and they had that song with it. Mm-hmm. That was great. Yeah, but yeah, they are super topical and on top of things. And I, I think about the analogy a lot of the uh, the turd sandwich versus the giant douche in terms of politics. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. They're so clever. All right, Ryan, continue yeah, your list. Yeah, so in addition to South Park, um, I'm going to say at The Simpsons, you mentioned it off the top. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of it's been around the long one of the longest. What is it? Thirty almost thirty one seasons now. Forever. Probably 30, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's funny that Dave mentions that he had to kind of hide, uh, you know, sneak sneak. Or both of you guys had to sneak and watch some of these shows. I I remember vividly like my mom used to work late on Thursdays when it used to air uh, when it was airing, uh, you know, week to week. Um, not the reruns, obviously, but. Um, and I would I would actually stay up late with like my grandparents or my babysitter at the time, whoever was around, and sneak an episode of The Simpsons before bed because they didn't really like us watching The Simpsons. This is like when I was like super young. Dude, but, um, I, I was the same actually. My parents I, didn't let me watch The Simpsons either when I was yeah. that age. Um, yeah, and I was I would still I would still watch it, and I I just found it so funny. And it's not as racy as some of the other things that we're talking about, but like. It's smart. It was fun. Like it, it kind of like you grow up with the family as they're growing up too. You know, it kind of it feels just you know, a dysfunctional family that like we all have a little bit of that in our families, and it was very like I thought I, I enjoyed it from like and then like reruns would come on like you know every day of the week once you got to a certain age, and I remember just always watching reruns before you know watching what was you know next like when I'm doing homework I have Simpsons on in the background so um, yeah it has to be up there on my list. Uh, and finally, I have to say Family Guy. Um, some people love it. Some people hate it. I, I honestly, I did like it when I was watching it, but I haven't yeah. seen it in so long. I had like um, what a lot of people had where like I liked the first few seasons before it was canceled. And I was really mm-hmm. into it at the time. And I was like in high school. Um, 
And then it got canceled, right? And when it came back, it just wasn't as strong. I, I remember, and then I kind of fell off of it. Yeah, I mean, I would I would watch it religiously, and I, I just I think it was like the end of high school, beginning of college, and I would even I think I went I bought all the DVDs, and I would rewatch all the DVDs. Um, and I understand that people kind of felt like it was kind of they just throw a bunch of references in and kind of have no relation to like a storyline or a coherent plot. So I, I know those, I know those, those it, that exists, like those type of criticisms. And I think even South Park's made fun of this before, I believe. I, I think I vividly I remember think that. So. Probably. Yeah, sure. that yeah, just, yeah, I think I was so. dying laughing. <laughs> but like, I, I, I sometimes, sometimes it's just like mindless entertainment is fine. I don't need yeah. to have any coherent story or anything like that. And I just found the characters like so funny. Seth, Seth MacFarlane does an amazing job with that. Like all the voices and, and the writing is just really you know, they, they kind of came in and they just kind of, kind of flipped the, you know, the Simpsons were a little bit more safe and then they came in and they kind of mm-hmm. switched everything up. So Family Guy's definitely yeah. like way up there. You know what I think it is? So like, I think at first it was great because it was new and fresh, right? Because right. like really it's random sure. humor mm-hmm. and I like random humor a lot. I, I'm a big fan of like, if something throws me off guard, that's, I really like that. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did and it was fresh. It just became formulaic. Like anything else, if something becomes formulaic, then it's really easy to make fun of or complain about because you get used yep. to it especially with mm-hmm. comedy um so i think that's more of what it was like i think like if it hadn't come back i think people would have super fondly remembered the show all around i think yeah. it's just more like when it came back they just kept on doing the same formula and the same formula and at a point you know you can it's, yeah it's easy to mock and make some fun of something because it's always the same thing in a way and that's not necessarily a bad you know if you enjoy it you enjoy it that just makes it easy to make fun of oh, totally yeah but yeah, I, I remember watching it and being super into it um, earlier on. So I'm right there with you. Um, any Bob's Burgers fans here? You, I've actually I only seen a few episodes. I seen yeah. I know people I love it. I haven't watched a lot of it. Something yes. about the animation just like, I don't know why, it just like kind of threw me off. You know what I used to really like though that's similar because I was like grew up with Adult Swim. Uh, I was a big Aqua Teen Hunger Force fan. Oh. Back in the yeah, day. that's a good shout out. Yeah, which is funny because like when I first watched it, like the first episode I saw, it, I hated it. My friends were like <laughs> huge, and, like no, you have to stick with. It. I was like, no, this is awful. And then like, <laughs> and then I finally watched it's the full so season. It's so absurd, but it's it's yeah. Funny. And I finally watched the full season. And, like for a time in college, it was my favorite animated comedy. So definitely, yeah. At the time, it was like very funny, like very smart, and just like kind of edgy. Um, but it's just like these absurd characters in absurd situations. And that um, also had a movie. Yeah, yeah, Aquitaine, it did. and it, like some insanely long title because that was the joke. Of it. But <laughs> I, yeah, I, I honestly think I've done myself a disservice with not kind of. I, I don't know my my appetite for animated series have kind of mm-hmm. t- completely tapered off as I've gotten older, mm-hmm. and I don't yeah. know why. I, I I feel like it's um you know unfair to judge um TV shows. We know like the quality of a show doesn't matter if it's like live action or if it's animated, but I myself yeah. haven't watched as much animated like you guys talk about all these great more recent animated series and like i think i just got to give a couple of them a chance that you know bojack mm-hmm. or uh, I've, like another one tuka and birdie i've heard is good but yeah, i haven't watched bojack's it. a good shout out for sure yeah, yeah. so I, I think i got to get into more of the current stuff more recent stuff because i I've, I've noticed that i'm I've, i haven't really watched animated in a long time mm-hmm. i just i like that there's things that you can do in animated comedy that you can't do otherwise yeah and for, exactly yeah and like for me specifically it's like a lot of times like the futurama or rick and morty where like especially when you go sci-fi like those are sorts of jokes that like it'd be so expensive to do oh yeah but even like beyond <laughs> that it's like um 
there's more like an archer like a show like that that's um like about a secret agent again that would be so expensive to do otherwise and not that mm-hmm. animated's cheap but like it's a way to do that type of humor so i really appreciate that they can do those things or be absurdist in a way that um you can't be in live action yeah so it's like another type of humor that you can pull is absurdism so that's definitely something i've appreciated yeah uh but i totally kind of am with you I- i've Notice I've been watching less uh, animated comedies, except for like Rick and Morty and things like that. Um, but yeah, I've, I've definitely watched more of these that we've been mentioning um, in years past, more so than in in the present time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I still watch anime, so it's like there's a balance there. I don't know why those two things are different to me. Like I'm open to like finding new anime, but I'm it takes me a lot to watch a new yeah. like. I feel like I'm the same comedy. way though. I'm kind of mm-hmm. the same way as you, Chastity. Like yeah. I, I still watch it, but like it's usually if someone recommends to me, uh, right. like an animated comedy. Whereas like anime, I'm more likely to seek out on my mm-hmm. own and be like, oh, what's like a good one and go, go look for it. Exactly. Um, and I don't know why. It's not like I have anything. I don't. Obviously, like I, I like anime comedies older a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like <laughs> Old I, I see myself doing the same. Seriously, I see the same thing happening with music. It's just like I'll listen to something if someone says it's good, but I don't actively seek out music as much now oh i've been like that for a long time i'm old man music like yeah (laughs) for sure i mean like there's some genres that maybe i'll like find playlists on youtube i don't even use soundcloud this is how much of an old man i am like i still (laughs) i use youtube for playlists and stuff like that i don't have a soundcloud account like i just like and then like yeah sometimes like i just i re-listen to i like video game music a lot i Mm re-listen to remixes of video game music i already know so it's mm-hmm. new because it's a remix of a song I already know. Mm-hmm. But it's still a song I already know. Like for me to like. Right, yeah. So at the That's end of true. the day. Oh my God. Yeah. When I, when they sample something I've, I've known from like the 90s, I like not, I like the song. I like instantly. I'm like, oh, they got me. Yeah. Because they sampled something from the 90s. I'm uh, like, oh, I already like this. I know. Exactly. Uh, we mentioned Beavis and Butthead earlier. Um, Ryan, did you watch a lot of that? Yeah, I, I watched a ton. I remember like during the summers when like when you were like at home after schools, you know, school school mm-hmm. seasons uh, years over. You're at home. Like I would have MTV on all day long. I'm watching all of like the music videos, and then same. You know, when Beavis and Butthead comes on, we're wa- my brother and I are watching that the entire time, or we're like you know listening to hard rock, heavy metal, and stuff like that, and just like, mm-hmm. but like Beavis and Butthead did. It kind of after a while, it's kind of like formulaic, and it kind of just gets it gets sure. kind of old after a while, and you kind of just grow out yeah. of it. But um, I mean, it did definitely it kind of bridged the gap between people who are into like music and like all that kind of scene, but also like a little bit of comedy in the you know in animation form. Also, it kind of it paved the way for King of the Hill, and I think that yes, was definitely. even more widely like regarded uh, after the fact as like the the prime of mike judge's animated <laughs> successes he also uh, made the a lot office. more people office space office oh space, yeah i meant right? office space thank yeah. you yeah um yeah and idiocracy i love idiocracy we're living in it <laughs> a little too close to home now <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's 2020 every time like i rewatch i own i own it on dvd but i'm more likely to watch a clip of it on youtube again and every time i rewatch a clip i'm like oh my god it's coming more true <laughs> it's happening. i think i need to rewatch i think i need to rewatch it soon or is it gonna piss Welcome me off? Welcome to Costco. I, I don't love know. you. It's, uh, it's, still, it's it, funny. It, you, okay. you have to laugh. In these times, yes. you have to laugh. That's Otherwise, you'll cry. That is a really um, good point. We need laughter. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of like yeah. other anime comedies I like a lot because like I I'm really an anime guy. And, like I grew up with like I don't know some of the animes I was gonna mention are too embarrassing to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to like drop some anime That's names. Totally I'm like, bad. no, I don't want to say those ones. Um, That's I'm totally trying to think bad. like other good anime. Like for I don't know because like a lot of anime I guess is more like shonen that I like, but they have there's mm-hmm. so much humor in it that I think that's part of why I like it. Like My Hero Academia has a lot of humor in it. Yeah, but um, 
Like, I mean, I think, like, One Punch Man and Mob Psycho are, like, true comedies. So I'm trying to think of mm-hmm. other ones like that. How about Spongebob? Should we shout out Spongebob? Does that count? Or is it too kitty? I feel like I it counts. counts. I feel like adults can still watch Spongebob and enjoy it. I mean, I, I, like, I feel like, okay, so when Spongebob came out, I was at that age where I was too cool for cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, uh, as a kid, and, like, even though I always liked, like, I liked, I watched anime, but I was too cool for, for cartoons. Got it, um, yeah. <laughs> but but like people love SpongeBob and like every so often yeah. when I've caught a show like an episode as an adult it is funny like it holds up mm-hmm. and I'm like okay I can see why people love it maybe I should go yeah. back and like watch it because you know people like just like maybe like a few years younger than me like grew up with and like they all love it so I, like I'm mm-hmm. sure it's great yeah so I think that's a good shout out I'm glad you remember that one you're right yeah maybe we're we were a little too old to like get super into Spongebob but like I remember being super into um like Nicktoons like um yeah everything that was on there like Doug and uh Hey Arnold yeah it was all about Doug all of those yeah I was all about those like before before Spongebob came. Um, you know what? Rocco's Modern Life. I like Spongebob memes, so I probably would like Spongebob. <laughs> yeah. Based Great off point. of the memes. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys like Animaniacs? Oh, Animaniacs was Because I, I love that I show. I did like Animaniacs, I liked, yeah. I, definitely I know what that. I was all about. I like Tiny Toons. That was like of all of Tiny those Tiny Toon films. Adventures! Yeah. Oh, yes. Because like everybody... I really like that show. Yeah, because everyone brings up Animaniacs, which is... Because it is really good. But like, yeah, I feel like is. Tiny Toons was like the bastard child that in a way <laughs> underrated like, people don't bring it up that much but like that was like that's my jam i love tiny i Toons. loved tiny tunes yeah they were great and they had like a, a game for tiny tunes on the game boy and i remember playing that i own that lot. game that was do yeah, you i have that game oh, too yeah. yeah they also have one on the sega genesis and super nintendo oh nice and they're all pretty good they're all good games yeah love it so shout outs to all those shows that we grew up with good stuff all right, guys, so what have you guys worked on recently that people should check out? Ryan, go. Uh, I'm going to surprise you guys here. American Horror Story stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what? Greg and I are currently breaking down uh, the season five of American Horror Story. This is Hotel, a.k.a. Lady Gaga season. Yeah, Gaga. So Greg and I are doing breakdowns. We're rewatching uh, that season. I actually stopped watching um, the season back when it was airing, uh, I mean, it made it like halfway through, I think, uh, the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this is a fun kind of rewatch and ke- you know, catching up with everything going on during uh, the season of Hotel. She won that Golden Globe, and it, now we know why. A star is born. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Dave, how about you? Um, I So two things I'll shout out. Uh, one which was a couple months ago. I did a video on the evolution of James Bond that I'm pretty happy with. Um, so good. Yeah, very good video, and that was fun to make. Like I got to do a bunch of sketches in that, which I, I really like doing. So that was like, yeah, good time. I hope you guys check it out. And uh, more recently, uh, I just finished covering Rick and Morty and did a video on every planet we know so far. And I like those types of compilation videos. So I think if you're a yeah. Rick and Morty fan, and we're talking about animated stuff today, um, I also did one on every dimension we know so far last year. So those combined, it's good Rick and Morty compendium for you. You should go check those out. Yes, please do. YouTube.com slash GameSpotUniverse. Please check them out. Um, and also, if you missed it, uh, Ryan was on today's charity stream for Play For All. Uh, we did 90s and 2000s trivia, and that was a really good time. We had the whole editorial team on to answer questions from horror movies, superhero movies, action movies of the 90s and 2000s, as well as some movie posters and taglines. So if you missed out, you can watch that on our YouTube, youtube.com slash GameSpot, or on our Twitch. Am I allowed to ask who won, or can I make a guess first for who won? Make a guess who won. My guess would be Chris Hayner. That is correct. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Chris Hanner, it was a landslide. I had no idea that I was going up against like professional trivia players. Like I, that was not fair. Not fair. I got my butt kicked. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Hainer and Elfring were were powerful. It's more just working in the office with Chris because like all the editorial teams in the LA office, which is where I am, and you guys are in mm-hmm. the San Francisco office, and like you know, just like talking to Chris, you know that he just knows every odd end and random thing. Yeah. About entertainment trivia. Ryan got third though, and Matt got second. I'm gonna blame I'm gonna blame technical difficulties. My internet wasn't that great, so like I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't buzz in quick. I couldn't buzz in quick enough. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Sure. I'm sure it was really bad. Chastity, when the next trivia comes up, I'm ready for it. We'll do it again. Oh, we'll do my, it again. My inner internet's going out. <laughs> that, that, that. Oh, it was a good time though. So check out that stream and. If you would like, please donate to Black Lives Matter or COVID-19 Relief. Uh, the donation links are in the description. That's part of Play For All, and that's going on for a couple more weeks. Um, and we're also taking comments and questions from you. If you'd like to email us, it's ysbw at gamespot.com. That's ysbw at gamespot.com. And you can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. If you want to check out some old episodes, those are also on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash gamespotuniverse. And you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Chastity underscore v ryan i'm at ryan eric p and dave and i'm at the dave klein k-l-e-i-n thank you guys for being on the show today and thank you all for listening and we'll catch you next time take care thanks for having us see you guys Bye. bye